0: Starting your week out with us here at the Esquivelio Show. Thank you for subscribing, downloading, sideloading, whatever it is you do to get to where we are. Thank you. The Escavelio Show is recorded on a Surface Pro. A machine that I just love. The website. I love the website too. RyanMichaelEsquivel.com Don't forget about Audible.com And all I got a list of books that I like to read on the website. Get two free books for signing up. Go check it out. This week's guest is What Memorial Day Means to the Escavelio Show. Memorial Day, it happens every year. And there's a reason why we stop and honor those who. Have made the ultimate sacrifice. But if you ask them, what was the ultimate sacrifice? Was it fame? Was it fortune? Was it glory? Was it any of this stuff? And they'll tell you, no, they won't tell you. And they won't tell you because you're not listening. And sometimes I'm not listening. Sometimes the people aren't listening. When it comes down to it, they're still talking. They're still teaching us the lessons of their life. And in turn, we take those lessons and we teach them to our loved ones. And I'll explain what I'm talking about. I think let's dive deep, a little bit deeper than what we normally talk about. We're going to talk about, on this Memorial Day, Survivor's Guilt. Survivor's Guilt... Is, oh well, first of all, welcome to the show. I'm your host, uh, Ryan Michael Esquivel. Memorial Day is very special to me because the whole nation honors those who've given, made the ultimate sacrifice. Some gave all, all gave some. Doesn't really mean a whole lot unless you've known somebody. To the point where you love that person, you needed, you couldn't imagine life without that person, until that person's no longer in your life. And I'll, and I'll tell you a couple stories, because I'm I only want to take about twenty minutes. And this is not episode number eight. This is a special Memorial Day episode where I get to be a little bit honest with you. I get to be a little bit more the softer side of me. You know, softer, softer side of Sears. Where I can really open up about Survivor's Guilt. Survivor's Guilt is, is, is where something happens. And these people pass away. Or killed in combat. Or killed in line of duty. Or taken before their time. And there's no reasonable or rational explanation. Let me turn my phone off. I should turn that off to apologize. But Memorial Day um, and survivor's guilt affects many veterans, affects many people who are police officers, many people who are uh, parents, because it comes down to it. Survivor's guilt is where. You say to yourself, "It should have been me. It could have been me. I would gladly take your place and let you live." And I'm gonna put all this into context where we we don't devalue our lives. In in fact, it's the opposite. And I know I'm getting a little heavy in this, but we're gonna keep it light. Don't worry. I'm not gonna get into too many stories, but I, I will I will share with you a couple stories. Now, survivor's guilt is really is really something that affects many people. And in fact, it what is I mean, what I'm I'm trying to explain this in so you would you would understand where I'm coming from. You would understand if you ever lost a, a parent, of a, a a child, a husband, anybody in some unusual circumstances See, we can rationalize old age, 50, 60, 70. We can't rationalize when people are taken away from too early in their life. We think that they have so much more potential, so much more to live, so much more to give to this life. And all that's true. Where Survivor's Guild is so impactful, it stops the rest of us from... From actually moving forward. And if you ask people. They'll tell you. I don't want to move forward. I want my loved one back. I want my child back. Ask any reasonable person. And they're going to say. Yeah. You do. That hurts. And you're going to lay there. And you're going to might lay there for a long time. And realize. How much it hurts. It really does. Survivor's guilt is is a is a crushing. It's crushing because your loved one would not want you. They would want you to live, not live without them. That wasn't their intention. There, that was not the original goal of loving somebody. And I think that's what the survivor guilt is, when you love somebody so much and they're taken away by some unforeseen. Circumstances such as combat, murder, um, disease, or missing something. Well, your life just stops. And you're stuck. And a lot of times they call it stuck points. And your life is literally stuck. And you don't have to be a soldier and lose people in combat. You don't have to be a police officer and switch switch shifts or, you know, work assignments. In, in your own mind, with survivor's guilt, you rationalize. And it's kind of weird that you rationalize changing or trading your spots for theirs. And, and if you were thinking rationally, statistically speaking, and the probability of, of anybody dying in law enforcement Or in combat, and I bring up combat. It's just that's just the most obvious thing when people go off to combat and they die, and you know it affects everybody, including their loved ones. But that's not that's not the only, you know. Of course, it's the most. But for the rest of, I think for the rest of the um, people, law enforcement losing a police officer, losing correctional officer, losing probation officers in the line of duty is the next thing that people can understand. And then it, after that it's losing a child. You should never lose a child. But if you do, you know, my heart goes out to you. But you don't want to hear that. You want to hear your laughter of your children. You want to hear that they're gonna grow up and no amount of words and comfort can, you know, ease that pain. And it's not supposed to. And I just don't understand... Why... People think that you should get over losing a child. You should get over... Losing a husband. You should get over losing a soldier. You should get over... I don't think you should get over anything. Honestly, I... I think... It's a... It's the lesson that we have as human beings... Is to love somebody... And then we lose them. Because eventually... Everybody has to pass away, even yours truly. You have to go, I have to go. But it's what we do in this life and how we affect and how we love each other and how many of us we love. And the ability to love another person is, is just, it's awesome. It's fundamentally the core of who we are as humans, to love each other. And we don't do that. We love our family. We love our brothers. We love our sisters. We love our military. We love our police. But do you really love your neighbor? And do we really understand what people go through? We really don't. Until it happens to you. Until you lose your husband or wife in the line of duty. Or you lose your husband to cancer. Or you lose your child to cancer. It doesn't affect. And the same way it affects them. And it's... It never, some of the stuff will never go away, and I don't say that to be pessimistic, or saying that things will never get better, because they will get better. They'll just get a little different. You'll start seeing the the good times, the the positive things, the lessons that people who have gone before us have taught us. And I'm right. Time for a story. Let's get into a story. I know. I, when I got back from uh, in Iraq in 03, 04, I'm sorry, a lot of us went our separate ways. That's just some of the ways that we handle transition from war, combat, and losing people in combat. Now, before I got home, let's see, one, two, three, three people. And then since it's about four more people. But we'll just take the big ones. We'll just take the ones from 04 to now. And out of respect for their family, I'm not going to mention their names. Where when you get home from combat, you want to throw your... Or from me, some people just want to throw themselves into work. And that's fine. They just want to, this whole situation just to pass. Because life's not the same. It's never the same. From one day to the next, no matter how good or how bad things get, it's never the same. Fast forward, I don't know, about four, five years. Things are going great. Got a great job. Starting to mingle. Starting to make friends. Then all of a sudden, somebody drops dead. And nobody nobody knows why That this person just, you know, we don't know if he he fell over or he was murdered or, or something. This is the initial thoughts. These are the initial thoughts. So, the initial thought was disease, cancer, something. And come to find out that he committed suicide. Now, there is some level of survivor's guilt there. I could have done more. I could have reached out more. I could have paid attention more to the signs. I could have been more involved in this person's life. I could have said I cared. I could have... There's a, there's a thousand different things that I could have done. And maybe, just maybe, he, he is a man. He would have lived um, maybe a year, two years longer. Or maybe not. I, I don't know. And that's where, and that's where the level of survivor's guilt kind of creeps in. Nobody wants anybody to commit suicide. We look at ourselves and say we could have done more. We should have seen the signs. And maybe that was true, maybe. But unless the unless they reach out to us, there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing I can do. There's no matter, no, matter, no matter how many times I say I love you, until you love yourself, it's not going to change. Now, it might make me feel better that I did everything in my power up until this person passed away. But I really don't think it would have made me feel better. I, I really, I honestly don't think. And now, this Memorial Day, and like many other Memorial Days, I think of him fondly And on many levels, I still think to myself, I should have done more. I could have done more. Now, I have to live forward, going forward, what I did and what I didn't do for this person that I called my friend. Now, he passed away, Memorial Day. Many people forget that the... The wounds of war don't end when you're taken out of the, the, the combat zone. Re- reintegration to society is very difficult. And don't worry, we're not going to take any breaks this special Memorial Day. I'm going to keep it um, to 20 minutes, 20 minutes of your time. And then we're getting back to my story. So nobody knows anything. So word starts coming around that he he committed suicide. And one is enough. Trust me, one is enough. Now fast forward two years. Another person commits suicide. Completely different. Or is it? Person had a great job, great life he was going places but did he see that i don't know if i had been more involved in this person's life i think i would have i would have noticed some signs and as somebody who cares and we want to see these signs we think just because we say we care or on facebook or on twitter or or some other social media instagram that we're friends if we're not actively involved in somebody's life, how friends? How much of a friends are we? And this one struck me because this one took me out, way out of left field. Once this person passed away, he committed suicide. You had the flag, had the the things, and all the honoring this. Honoring this person for their service, honoring the person that he was. It was just too soon. It was just way too soon. Way too soon. This person from all out outward signs he was full of life. He was he was but he was struggling. And to us who struggle with their own mental health, with their own obstacles. We can't see that. See, that's the thing that with with mental health, you can't see other people's mental health. It's not something that's painted on you. It's not something that's a scar. It's not something that you can just tell people about. In survivor's guilt, it grows. It just grows. It doesn't hit you from left field. It grows with each person, each person, each person. Where I gladly trade myself for that person. Because we don't value anything. When you suffer from mental health, um, and it's not so much about us who are living, but it's so much more for us who are living that we learn the lessons that these people are trying to tell us from Memorial Days and Memorial Days of the future. We can't and we shouldn't ignore what their lives meant. And we can't ignore that their lives are over. And we can't ignore We can't ignore that they're still part of our lives. Even though they were passed away, we just can't ignore that. Because we don't want to let them go. We can't let them go. They were our brothers. They were our sisters. They were our aunts, our uncles. They are the 40-some-odd years old who died in their sleep. Their first wives, cousins. I mean, something where we just can't let them go. The memories of these people are so powerful that we just can't let them go. And we, sh- on some levels, we never let them go. We don't ever let them truly rest. Because we need them. We love them. And the true lesson, like I said before, is to love somebody more than just yourself. And then we take that in our minds and say, it should have been me. I don't have a family I don't have kids. I don't have anything tying me to this world. But see, I was wrong. And I'm not ashamed to admit I was wrong. And I was wrong in so many different things including Memorial Day. And I'll tell you why. Memorial Day isn't about wishing they were here. It isn't about Trading places. It wasn't about. My spot in history. Or. My glory or. Something. Anything. Because if you think about it. We all had a plan. Even those are passed away. We had a plan. We could have stuck to our plan. And then life throws a monkey wrench. We get married. We love somebody. We get children with somebody. And all these experiences change us. For the better. The fact that we are forever changed. From knowing these people. Is awesome. It's true. And it's a gift worth giving. It's a gift worth telling about. It's a gift worth sharing. That these people actually lived. Now I, I love that quote. By General Patton. Where he says. Do not mourn for these people. Thank God that they ever lived. Because they've changed us, they changed me, they changed society as a whole. They've 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 done more than they could ever imagine. Now I'm gonna end it with this one person. He was about twenty some years old, and he died of of a a disease. And even diseases, people can rationalize and think, well, they had a disease, so. They had a chance, they didn't have a chance, and then they don't have a chance. Think about it. When you have a disease or something's medically wrong with you, your health is the most important thing to you. Because without, you don't have health, you don't have anything. Fast forward, this person dies. 20, 20 something years old, just starting out life. He dies. In a hospital bed from a disease, from some kind of, um, uh, I can't remember the, it's, anyway, it was an intestinal issue. So people can understand that, well, you kind of need your intestines to, you know, do your thing. The, but the fact that he was so young, and the fact that you see this person every day. And you talk to this person every day. This person had a mother. This person had a father. And now they're gone. See, and that's what Memorial Day is about to me. Where the people who aren't, you know, your your General Pattons, your General MacArthur's, your presidents, your your senators, your representatives... Your everyday people that make a huge difference in your life. And if they were alive today, they would tell you, Live, live for me. You know, leave. Don't stop thinking about me. Don't stop loving me. But you cannot take my place. I don't want you to take my place. You can't take my place. You have your own story to write. You have your own destiny. And that's what Memorial Day means to me. When I can just just a little bit, just make a little bit sense of somebody dying, you know, at five years old or, you know, 25 years old, 55 years old, or a ninety-year-old woman who gets murdered—it's just senseless. It's all senseless, and yeah, and it's gonna—it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt for a while. But I'm willing to tell you, when I see these stories, and I and I think, and I can't believe the anguish, that the unbelievable pain that these families going through. And all I can think about is myself. And all I can think about is my issues or my hangups, or or me, 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 me. And just a little bit of that thinking changes. Just a little bit where I can think about somebody else. I can care about somebody else. I can start to love somebody else. I can love my fellow people. And I'm not going to... I won't be afraid to let these people in my life. And I won't be afraid... To... to Let them go. Because that's what's really... That's what it really comes down to. We're afraid to love somebody else because these people will be taken from us. Well, that might be so. But you got loved... For a few minutes. That's some more than others. That some people will never know in this life. And I thank you. This is what Memorial Day means to me. To love the people who have come before us. No matter how big. No matter how small. If they've never picked up a rifle. Or never wore a uniform. It doesn't matter. Honor their memory. Cherish their memory. Because... That's all I have to give when I'm gone. I appreciate your time. I want everybody to enjoy Memorial Day. Think of somebody that's no longer with us. Honor their lessons. And start that healing process. Letting that little bit of that survivor's guilt just go. And not everybody has survivor's guilt. I get it. But for some of us, it's a huge part of our life. Thank you. Enjoy Memorial Day 2018. I'd like to thank this week's very special guest for joining us. Thank you. I hope everything goes well this week. I hope everything goes well for you this week. Remember three things. Be good to yourself. Love yourself. And after you get done loving yourself, go over and check out the website, RyanMichaelEsquivel.com Have a great week.